be inspired to love life, to achieve extraordinary feats, and to change the world around you for the better. Welcome to Love Your Life, Tell Your Story by Kathleen Marriott. Peter Schultz is a passionate man. He lives his passions in the pursuit of competitive sports. He's also the vice president of a US climate change consultancy organization. So his work is critical to a better world. This is Peter's fourth story. Hello, and we have Peter Schultz on Love Your Life, Tell Your Story. And welcome back, Peter. It's your fourth story. So what have you got for us this week? We're excited to hear from you again. Well, it's good to be back. I guess that the last thing that I wanted to talk about is sort of that a combination of the, the notion of grit that we've been talking about and, the, and combining that with sort of the notion of love. And it seems like a weird combination, but it's, it's something that I, I learned from my parents. I mean, it's not like they sat me down and they told me, here's what you need to know about being gritty. Like, I don't think my mom has ever used that phrase, be gritty. And here's what you need to know about being loving. But I, it's what I learned from them. And it's maybe the most important thing that I learned from them to, to you know, to do both of those things. And I think the way that I learned it from them was by watching them. You know, they are not like demonstrative kinds of people. Um, they are people that, you know, get down in the trenches and and sort of by by doing and just just watching them and seeing how tough they are and the things that they did. I mean, they there were four four of us kids, and um, you know, it's not easy growing up with with a bunch of kids like us, and there's just a lot going on and and just how they kind of persevered and tried to give us the best that they possibly could. It just kind of showed their tough side. And they also enforced tough love with us. Like they could have easily just said, oh my God, there's four of you. Like, I can't deal with you. Just, just figure it out yourself. But sometimes they were just like, no, Peter, you need to sit down and do that thing. And you're not going to get up until you finish that thing. And if it takes you five hours to finish that homework assignment, then it's going to take you five hours. If it takes you eight, then it'll take you eight. It'll take you what it takes you. So it it's it was more than just sort of being passive parents. They they were like they 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 sort of drilled it, drilled that gritty part into us. But the the loving part is also something that they weren't demonstrative about, but it was sort of equal parts. And interestingly, my, my mom is a Christian scientist and I grew up um, at going to a Christian science church and like, I'm not a practicing Christian scientist now, um, but there's a lot of really sort of loving things that I took from that upbringing, from that religious upbringing about just loving, you know, finding like it being intentional in finding ways to love and appreciate the people around me. And that was, that was also instilled. Tell us where you grew up, Peter. Where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in, in Delaware on the East coast of the United States. It's between New York city and Washington, DC, one of the smallest States in the United States. And uh, yeah, it's the home state of, of Joe Biden. So, okay. Yeah. Can you paint us a picture of your youth, what it was like? We did a lot of traveling in the, my, both my parents were teachers. And so in the summer, we 
um, we would go on the road. And sometimes we would go out to California to visit my parents' relatives. So we would drive across the country. They would load up all six of us, two parents, four kids into the car and drive across the country. Usually no air conditioning in the car, couldn't, couldn't afford the air conditioning. But one summer, Kathleen, they were like, we're going we're gonna to drive to Acapulco, Mexico. And Acapulco, Mexico is about 14,000 kilometers from Delaware. And yeah, it took us many weeks to drive there through, you drive down through Texas, and then it keeps getting hotter as you go into Mexico. That was brutal. No air conditioning, no air conditioning, six people in the car, windows down. Oh, we, they actually tried to like retrofit air conditioning into the car in like in Brownsville, Texas, and it failed. <laughs> uh, and then we got over the border into Mexico and like we, we were pulling a trailer. It was a camper and the axle on the on the trailer broke and we're like in the middle of nowhere, Mexico. And my parents really didn't speak any Spanish. We The kids certainly didn't speak any Spanish. And my dad walked into the the nearest town which is several kilometers away and it turned out that they actually had that camper axle there and so after a couple of days my dad got that axle installed on the trailer and we kept going down to Acapulco and were there for a couple of days and turned around and drove back up to Delaware that was that was a wild wild trip in a in yeah in an interesting kind of way so that sort of typified um a little bit of the gritty part because my parents were like oh we're going to Acapulco and that's not an easy thing to do but it was also like this really loving thing that they wanted to give their kids like this trip to this like resort city in Mexico and um, and so there's like, there's just a lot of love and heart in it. And it was like this combination of those two things. And so in a way that, that trip was sort of a microcosm of, of this, this notion of, of the combination of grit and love. So it sounds a great appreciation for your parents and how you were brought up and how they instilled this manifestation of personal and strength in your relationship with them yes my dad passed away several years ago and you know there's there's probably not a week that goes by now where i don't sort of think about him and kind of like talk quietly to him about about you know those sorts of things about just kind of like sticking things out or like appreciating like dad like just was very intentional in appreciating things and showing gratitude for things like even really small things he would show gratitude for in sort of in weird sorts of ways like hey you know Pete look at that look at that little bug look at how it's the uh, the wings and the and it would be something that I would have never like looked at but he just like appreciated sort of the beauty in like in small things in like mundane things and and that that was definitely instilled in me and and more than beauty it was it was also just just seeing the the, the love that other people around us have and and to appreciate that they're amazing lessons to really impact your life those small 
details. Yeah. 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 Just being mindful and being present at, at times, feeling gratitude, gratitude, and sometimes feeling lucky. And I, I think that in addition to grittiness and love, I think luck is, is a part of my life. I mean, I just feel very lucky to have lived the life that I've lived. I mean, and, and just, I've just been outright lucky in some cases, like one time when I was a, a kid, I, <laughs> I, I ran a stoplight and I was hit by a policeman. <laughs> I was on my, I was on my bike and the policeman just broadsided me at, at about 25 miles an hour. And I went sliding across the, the pavement on my, on my head. And I, I ended up like, I don't know, 10 inches from the curb. And if I'd gone those extra 10 inches, you know, back when I was 12 years old, I wouldn't be here talking to you. And like, that's, I feel like I've had so many sort of lucky situations like that where, oh my God, by the grace of God, I'm still here somehow. Or like one time I was kayaking in, in Montana and I got, um, it, yeah, it's whitewater kayaking. And I, I, I got into a, a sticky situation and I came out of my boat and I got sucked down by a whirlpool and and I just got held down and I thought that that was the end and it was it was weird it was like this sort of vortex that was holding me down and it like straightened my arms out and my legs out and I couldn't you know you want to swim to the sea like maybe 10 or 15 feet above me I could see the light but I couldn't swim to it because I was like stretched out the vortex was like just straightening my body out and finally it let me go and when I came up, oh my gosh, I was like, I was so giddy. I was, I was with a friend and like, I, I sort of floated down to where he was. And I was just like on cloud nine for the rest of the day. Cause I just felt like, well, my life had been, yeah. been given back to me. It was, I feel close, like that's it was a very close call. It's happened multiple times in my life where I've had close calls like that. So I think, and, and like, as as my wife's um, relatives will say after they've been drinking for a while, it's like Peter, you you married up, and uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I was very fortunate. In well, I've met your I've met your um, wife, so, and I have to agree with that. <laughs> thank you, and you're physically sober. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know that you're sober, but well, I am sober, and I I do have to agree with that. She's a fabulous woman, okay. so so I agree with that. But having this loving attitude that you have and a gratefulness is something that it sounds like your parents instilled in you from a very young age. Maybe not having that attitude might have traumatized you from those, you know, near death experiences, and maybe other people may not have gone back to try a new season as you talked about last week but here you are trying you know you would you i know that you kayak again and you've gone back to the events that maybe have nearly you know ruined your life or, or lost your life but you try again peter you go back with enthusiasm and feeling great i try to i mean like back in the the season of my life when i was like a competitive runner um i had this saying that like i might not win but nobody's going to suffer more than me. And like, <laughs> I, I have this ability to suffer. And I think I learned that from my parents and like this ability to keep going back. Uh -huh. And like I was saying last episode, sometimes I, I don't, I don't have the wisdom to know when to stop. 
I think I'm getting better. Uh -huh. uh, I think I'm learning like when it's futile, like, and, and when it's well-placed grit. And I think that's something where it takes maybe more wisdom than I always have. But I think that there's definitely virtue in, like you're saying, sort of the the willingness or ability to just keep going back. Keep going um, back. This is just an amazing concept. So you have a near-death yeah. experience and you come out elated that you lived where someone else says, oh, that's a trauma and I'm not ever doing <laughs> that again. <laughs> I'm done. Yes. I guess another thing that comes to mind is sometimes it's it's not even going back. It's showing up in the first place. And yeah. like, so this is the thing that I learned from my mom is like half the battle is just showing up. It's like some people just don't even show up. Yeah. It's, it's like little things of just like being there, like get the freaking alarm clock set and show up and like you might not want to, you might not know what you're going to do when you show up, but just show up. And but Peter, so you don't just show up. You show up and then you go back after the painful <laughs> experience or even the near-death experience. You say, oh, well, yeah. I'll just go back again. And that is this incredible thing that you say luck. I don't say luck. I say it's opened doors for you and created new opportunities for you, created extraordinary seasons in your life. And even though you said that you pivoted on in between seasons, it's created extraordinary wisdom and extraordinary true grit. Well, thank you, Kathleen. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's been a, a good life to live and I'm I've still got more of it. So, yeah. And it's been fun talking with you about it and sort of thinking about what has made my life special to me. It's, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, yeah, it's kind of neat to just sort of break it down into some of its, its component parts. Much of my life is boring, but some of it is, I don't know. Well, you, you do an amazing job. And, you know, uh, in our first, well, I think it was our first podcast, you talked about your work and you said, you know, you know, I was, you know, I'm vice president of this company that, you know, makes decisions and helps people to reframe their their um, decisions about climate change and help companies to make better decisions about climate change. And yep. maybe we might help people who have in positions where they're in harm's way from climate. Um, and you then said that you, although you catch planes and, you know, put some, you know, you're a bit humble about that because you were saying that you were human. <laughs> and then you told us also about some of the hobbies that you have and that you were pivoting and you had some difficulties in making decisions about your life crises when you changed in cyclocross racing. And then you told yep. us about your seasons and having, I would call them somewhat obsessions. Yes. About... <laughs> That's fair. Totally fair. <laughs> obsessions, but I would say, and the extraordinary skills that you have when you do put your mind to it, you become an elite athlete in those skills it's not just that you're a hobby in 
those seasons, you were an elite athlete, Peter. And then you told us where that stems from, the extraordinary commitment that your parents had to loving and guiding you and giving you extraordinary information about loving life, being grateful even for the smallest things on the planet. So we really covered some ground about how does one develop true grit and it comes from from your information, Peter, from a very young age. And then it comes from a mindset, a mindset of growth, gratitude, gratefulness, resilience and strength. Wow. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I hope somebody recorded that. (laughs) So I'm so grateful you shared your story with us because there's so much in it and you're a very humble person, Peter, and I'm very grateful to know you. And you can imagine that if I've just said that you're punching above your weight, that your wife is an amazing woman. Yes. <laughs> because you're yes. an amazing man. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm thank very you. privileged to know you. And I want to thank you for being on Love Your Life, Tell Your Story. It's been a pleasure to have had you as a guest. And I hope that you come back one day to tell us about your race and whatever else your next season is because i know that you'll have many many more well i can't wait to see you in person before too long and give you a hug and give craig a hug yes and connect yeah it's been great to connect this way though too thank you thank you so much peter this is only part of our story to hear the rest leap forward to the next podcast and give us five stars wherever you listen Love Your Life, Tell Your Story by Kathleen Marriott.